This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. For podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. into the second hour of the program. Miller and Condon with you here until noon. Scott Dockerman coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes thereabouts. Uh, Chris Connolly from the Iowa Event Center. How are they going to handle things? It was weird seeing 2018, the concert last night on ESPN. It was taped in 18 of the Eagles, who we are... I guess uh, playing a lot of bumps yeah, here. I yeah. like the move. I like the move. That was one of my favorites right there. That one was? That one uh, brings back some memories. Probably sitting in my aunt's car, riding around in mm. gravel roads. Mm-hmm. Probably doing things that aren't uh, exa- probably frowned upon back in the day. But yeah, yeah. that's uh, a lot of Eagles tunes always pop into that. Real, real quick, a memory for me, and then I'll get to sports. So 22 years ago, uh, 20, 22 years ago today, I got married. Cindy and I got married. Congratulations. Thank you. Happy yeah, anniversary. Yeah, thank you. But it's the way we did it that's... So we flew to Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, her two boys. Uh, my son stayed. My son was six. He, he didn't come, come with us. And we got a limo. And we were staying at the MGM Grand, got in the limo, and went through a drive-thru. Nice. Never got out of the limo. Uh-huh. The um, minister, preacher, employee, I have no idea who married us, right? Some dude. Some guy came in, did uh, did his, whatever it is, uh, the vows, I guess. The whole process took about five minutes. The day before, we had to go get a uh, our marriage license. What's mm-hmm. the county we're in? Is it Cook County? Sounds right. I, I, whatever. Uh, in Las Vegas, so we so we did that, and then they got married the next day. Uh, didn't get out of the didn't get out of the limo. The process took five minutes, and we said our I do's. And the guy kept sitting there, the minister. Right, he's sitting in the limo with us, and he's looking for a cocktail. No, so I'm thinking to myself. Okay, what, what? Get out of here! Right? right. You know, I just got married. My wife's here. My dad, my uh, my two stepsons. And why do you want to stick stay in the car? So it be kind. It kind of got uncomfortable. Oh, I bet. What are you waiting on, dude? Wanted a tip. Oh yes, yeah. It never even crossed my mind, and I get it, it's a service industry. Mm-hmm. But you tip bartenders, you tip waiters, waitresses, yes. right? Uh, bellhops, those type taxi of taxi guy, taxi guy, exactly. Minister, <laughs> and of course, I had five bucks in my pocket. I think. I well, mean, I didn't have it. Didn't come prepared, or no, I didn't. I had hundreds and a five dollar bill. Um, Went with the five instead of the. Yeah, 100. no, he wasn't getting a hundred. He wasn't getting. <laughs> I didn't know he was a real minister or not. But anyways, <laughs> that's uh, that's how we got married. Never got out of the limo. Clark County, Clark. I knew it was a C. Clark County, Clark County. Yep. 
So, uh, anyways, that well, was happy anniversary. Yeah, thank and, you very much. And make sure to tell your better half. Yeah, no. Happy anniversary for me, too. Yeah, lucky. She lucky puts me. up with a lot. Ooh, baby. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. So, anyways, uh, coming up here, we're going to talk with Scott Dockerman. You've got some odds, you said? I do. So, so, so this obviously is offshore. This is offshore. This but is somebody's going to post it. Vegas says. Right. It's not no, Vegas. Vegas does not doesn't do this. these no, things. No. These are offshore. If, if you go to a site and it's a dot LV or a dot. Something, AG. AG. You're not in Vegas. These no. are not Vegas odds. These are offshore odds. Offshore odds. This is not something you'd be able to go up to the meadows right now and fire at. Right, exactly. These are offshore because in the States, and specifically Vegas, well, they have to go through the Nevada Gaming Commission. Yeah, that's tough. And unless it is something that is something that you can, that has a number behind it. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly difficult. That's why you don't see the Gatorade bet in the Super Bowl right. is not listed in Vegas or here. Although we're a no. couple of states that actually took bets on the hot dogs this weekend. New Jersey has been... And Colorado, I think. New Jersey and Colorado, who just started. Yeah, and New Jersey has been certainly the most open of any of the states, more than Nevada has, mm-hmm. and kind of going outside the norms that we're used to here inside the By the, the way, States. did you watch... I think it's disgusting. I did not this year. Uh, no. uh, food, sporting... I don't know what they call it. I was in charge of getting Jack ready for the day for the wedding. You were lucky. You didn't miss anything. That was not lucky. I would have rather watch people... Really? Oh. Shove hot dogs down their face? It, it was a rough day. We had a rough go of it. <laughs> did you? Yes. Uh, very thankful for mom after <laughs> after a full day of me and Jack and he's teething and it was not a good day, but we got through it. No hot dogs involved. In it. So here are the odds. And this is for the new name of the, the name to replace the Redskins. Right. This is for both. They have odds listed for Washington football and yeah. Cleveland Indians baseball. Okay. If the name is changed. Your favorite for Washington, the Red Tails at three to one. So you keep the colors. Yep. And that's the I think one. That's pretty important to keep the color scheme, don't you? Yeah. I think Snyder is going to be pretty mm-hmm. steadfast in that. By the way, Snyder's got two owners that want out and have wanted out. I, I saw a third. Uh, came is forward there? later this morning, Ooh. too. Three owners that are. I mean, since they took over that franchise, Trent, they've been a disaster. Yeah, one of the proud franchises. Yes. And it's funny talking to younger people and talking to my nephew or something like that. And like, what are you talking about? Washington's terrible every year. No, no. This was. This was a Please great don't bring organization. Up Doug Williams. <laughs> don't it's it's up a Doug bad Williams. memory for you. That old game. <laughs> three uh three Super Bowl wins, three different quarterbacks to do it. Very difficult wow. to do. Last one was where? In Minneapolis, I yes, think. Yeah. yeah. Did you make it up for that one? No, 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 no. no. Didn't go up to the, the the dome. The dome, the Metro Dome. What are your favorite places? So the Red Tails are the favorite. Yeah. The Jet they're not gonna name them the Washington Generals. Right? Mm mm. I mean just Although the Harlem Globetrotters, see this over the week, they own the name. Oh, do they? The generals. Gotcha. And they were willing to sell. No, they're not going to be the generals. No, no way. You can't do that. Mm-mm. The presidents are the third choice yeah. of five to one. Lincolns. No. Veterans. Mm-mm. Capitals with an O instead no, of a capital. there's a hockey with, team. Right. The Americans, 10 to one. Okay. Might take a little stab at that. Also 10 to one, memorials and monuments. Nope. The Washington monuments. Nope. Play on words. Kings. Roosevelt's. Roosevelt's. Red Hawks. Which we saw Miami of Ohio was mm-hmm. once the Redskins. They became the Red Hawks. I think a few high schools have also gone that route that had that. I think Clarksville, uh, up by Waterloo. I believe that was one of them. The Red Hawks? Words. Yeah. Is the Warriors on there? Because that was the first one that came out, and I thought, that's not going to fly. They're not. No, no Warriors. How about at 50-1? to 1? Long shot, the Hogs. Of course, the offensive line back <laughs> yeah. in the 80s. The Hogs, 
I love that one. Yeah. Snowflakes, 500 to 1. And the Trumps, also 500 to 1. These odds from betonline.ag. Uh, it's the Red Tails. And what was that price? 3 to 1. Okay. So, pretty decided favorite. We go to Cleveland in the baseball side of things. Rocks has to be the favorite. It is not. In fact, the Rocks, your favorite, is the eighth choice. Wow. Uh, the top choice is the Spiders. There is a connection to old Cleveland baseball team which were the Spiders not way back that. in the day. Okay. So that is your favorite at 3-1. to one. The Naps, I don't know the origins the behind Cleveland that. Cleveland Naps. 4-1. to one. Guardians, 5-1. to one. Buckeyes, 6-1. to one. You can't do that, mm, can you? On. Dobies, after Larry Doby, that's 7-1. to one. The Wild Things, 8-1. to one. Don't think that's going to win. <laughs> the Blue Sox, again, don't know. No. Blue probably a part of the color scheme, yep, 9 to 1. used to be. And know. then we get to the Rocks at 10 to 1. So that's yours. If you had you had a free bet here, you're firing it at the Rocks at 10 to 1. Well, 10 to 1. I think it's the I think the name makes sense. Now, I didn't know the the uh the history with the Spiders. Yeah. So maybe you bring that back. And we don't but... have any professional teams that are the Spiders. We have the Richmond Spiders yeah. on the college ranks, mm-hmm. but I think you do some cool things there. Mm-hmm. Some uh, long shots, the Cuyahogas at 15 to 1. I do like that. After the River uh, the Rockers, kind of like the Rocks. Yeah. Rockers at twenty to one. The Fellers, Bob Feller, <laughs> thirty-three to one for that one. And finally, the last choice, the Great Lakers at forty to one. So, mm-hmm. a little fun there. At least some ideas of the name change that very well could be happening on both sides. And well, we think Washington will be first. Or will Cleveland be first? Just because they got games coming up in three weeks. I don't think you can change by three weeks. Do you? I mean, not even three weeks. Twenty third is opening day. I think is it not? That's what I've seen. Twenty third or twenty fourth? Yeah, somewhere in that. I think you can get it done in time for the uh, NFL season, but MLB, I'm not sure. Scott Dockerman next. We will take a timeout. Come back with him, Chris Connolly on the Iowa Event Center. Uh, but right now. Uh, Kicks and Owen Iheart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword FAMILY to 200-200. Right now it's your chance to win $1,000. That's FAMILY to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, Miller and Condon until noon. Good luck on the keyword. More keywords coming up uh, uh, during the 3 o'clock, the 4 o'clock, and the 5 o'clock hours here today. This promotion is going to be with us for a while, so hopefully we'll have lots of winners inside of this building. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. We're Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.2value.com. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Thank you until noon. Chris Conley from the Iowa Event Center coming up right now. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Back from vacation, Doc. Ready to roll up your sleeves and get, well, I guess in your case, do you write or do you type? What do we call that now? How are you? Um, that's a great question. I never really thought about it. I guess I've always said write. Right. You know, I, but as far as actually writing, uh, I guess, you know, I do write some things on notepads. So right. We'll still call it writing for all time. Uh, Doc, we were asked to ask you what you meant by your tweet about uh, the uh, Akram Wadley uh, situation could have been avoided had uh, he signed with an agent that Kirk Ferentz recommended. I'd, I've seen that a few times uh, over the last couple of weeks, Doc. Um, 
What's behind that? Is there any truth to it that Ferentz wanted to steer Wadley in one direction uh, pursuant to an agent and the family wanted to go another way? Yeah, there is some of that. And a lot of this is in conversation I had with uh, his with Akram's mother at the time, you know, way going way back to 2017. And, and, uh, and Kirk talked to him about certain agents and, and heard to cer- about certain agents and they opted to go in a different direction. And um, let's say that their original, uh, in, in, their original agent was Buzz Cook Jr. Mm. Uh, wasn't real attentive to Akram's uh, needs at that time. Let's you know there wasn't a lot of communication. Um, Akram did his own thing during the pre-draft process. He went to the combine. He didn't run real well. Um, he didn't weigh a whole lot, and uh, then. He left Bus Cook and went to a different agent. It was a proper uh, agency and kind of hung out with them through the course of the rest of the pre-draft situation and then, then rejoined Bus at the end, which didn't help him out much. And he does owe him some money. And mm. so that it, it never really worked out for Akram going that route. It, you know, Iowa has, you know, there's a couple of agents that tend to work with a lot of Iowa players. It, you know, at, at least at the mid level and on down, and and one of them is Jack Becta, uh, who you know is George Kittle's agent, and a lot of other players. And then another one is Neil Cornrich, who of course represents the Ferences and and some other players. And generally, they've been pretty good for Iowa. Um, you know, I'm not going to slam what Bus Cook is or is it, but I'll say that when it came to Akram, he wasn't the the best choice, I don't think. And certainly, changing agents midway did not help him out at all. So. Had Akram picked an agent, whether it was Neil Cornrich, uh, that might have been in his best interest to, you know, perhaps he wouldn't have gotten drafted anyway, but he might have gotten more opportunities other than a couple of tryouts after he was cut by the Tennessee Titans. A lot going on with this story we hear uh, last week from Akam Wadley and possibly more and uh, being filtered through Robert T. Green. What can you tell us about? He's awful on the radio. Uh, yes, that that happened, what, Thursday of last, last week, week yeah. as he was over in the Quad Cities. What can you tell us? What have you been able to unearth as you're uh, back to work now with Robert T. Green? Yeah, I'm trying to cat- play catch up a little bit but you know what i've been able to deduct from him is he really didn't start this agency till 2015 he, he uh played in 10 games for umass uh back when it was a one double a program in 2000 and he had a total of 16 career tackles for umass uh but uh just based on some of the uh the structure of the statement i'm curious into knowing a little bit more if how much he helped of course he He's considered it disrespectful for anybody to, to suggest that he had a hand in writing their statements. And, and my suggestion or question is, if he didn't help them write those statements and they only appeared on Facebook, then they probably could have done it themselves without being cut him out of it. Um, I don't think at all he helped himself last week. I thought it was a you know, borderline pathetic performance. Uh, because he didn't explain anything. He was argumentative and interruptive and, and really did not add any light or context to what really was going to go on here. I mean, I think people in general here are receptive to hearing what the former players had Absolutely. to say about their experience. I do think that there's kind of a, there's going to be a shutoff valve for people who are going to, who are kind of getting, let's say tired of this to some extent that they're not, they they want to hear about it, but they don't want to have this 
day after day after day reminder. And uh, and I think that the path that they're going down is, could end up being counterproductive um, because especially when this law firm comes out with their recommendations and their investigation, um, you know, how many of these guys have, have been interviewed or will be interviewed, and then after that, how many are going to end up having uh, – you know, some sort of effect on what's the change going to come down the down the pipe. I was unfamiliar with the radio station that interviewed Robert Green on Thursday. Apparently, the interview they uh, did a terrific job. Green was supposed to go on with Pat Hardy over the weekend. Within five minutes of getting off the air with the uh, group in the Quad Cities, he emailed and canceled his appointment, knowing that maybe radio's not uh, uh, the best decision for him. Well, here's a decision, Doc, and we're going to get your take on this. This is a uh, breaking news. Uh, the the Ivy League is moving fall sports, including football, to the spring of 2021. Doc Lincoln Riley has said as much. He said as much weeks ago and got very little traction. But this is starting to pick up steam. Now, it's one thing for the Ivy League to play. It's another thing you would think for the Power Five, who's going to have a bunch of kids uh, drafted You know, a couple of months later, should the draft stay where it's originally slated to be on the schedule. But spring football, the Ivy League in the spring, Doc, um, I guess everything's on the table. that I've never seen um, before in this type of light because, you know, three months ago we would have said that there's no chance there's going to be a season. Uh, two months ago we weren't sure. A month ago we thought it was all going to go off unhitched, and now we're back to square one. And that is, you know, will there be a season? Will it start on time? Will the schedule be complete? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, you know, the, the COVID numbers go can continue to go up. The deaths do not. How much does that play into a factor? Um, you know, all of it plays into a factor. And I think, um, you know, the, the Ivy League was the first league in basketball to go ahead and, and shut the door. And, and I remember asking Tim McCaffrey about that in basketball season, and he was pretty upset um, just because they only at that time all they did was shut the tournament, the, the 14 tournament for basketball. And then, of course, just two days later, the whole thing went kaput. So this is this is a consequential week in football. I don't know where it's going to go right now. And I do think they're going to, there's going to be a season, but is it going to be fall? Is it going to be partial? Is it, is it going to be in the spring? I mean, I guess if nothing else, I, if I was to be the, the one to make this decision, I guess I would go with eight games, um, you know, in the fall, six, all and for the big 10, all six divisional games, and then uh, two non-conference. And I think, that would be suffice. But, yeah, if it goes in the spring, what's going to happen then for the draft and then the NFL the next year? I mean, is somebody like Trevor Lawrence going to set it out? Uh, Justin Fields? You know, your guess is as good as mine at this point. It's absolutely wild. And with it, you uh, have Rutgers today announcing that there's going to be no classes uh, held on campus this year, very limited in terms of dorms and on-campus housing. But maybe the biggest part about it, is no campus events. What does that mean? Rutgers, if they have a football team, they're not going to be playing in Piscataway. A lot to read into uh, the story that comes out earlier today. With a little bit just for context, and, and it is subject to the Big Ten, so that very well could mean football could be played, or maybe it won't be played. Maybe it'll go to a neutral site. I don't know. I mean, I, I, my guess is even if football is played at Rutgers, there won't be anybody in attendance. Right. I mean, at minimum, and um, you know, there is some suggestions that there will be fewer than 
you know, that a couple of teams may not even suit up this fall if, if there is a Big Ten season. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, this, there's so much at stake here. I mean, financially for the athletic department, you know, for the players themselves, I think they all still want to play. I don't, I mean, some of them will maybe a little nervous about it, but they still want to play. So, this is uh, there's a lot of questions. I mean, like Nebraska is supposed to visit Rutgers. Illinois is supposed to visit Rutgers. How are they going to get there? How are they going to play? I mean, you know, do they say, well, we'll flip it and go somewhere else? So they play in a neutral site. If they if there's no fans, then maybe it behooves everybody to say, let's run it. You know, one on a Friday night, two on a Saturday, one on a Sunday if the if the Colts are gone. So. Um, and this is really a unprecedented territory that we're in right now when it comes to college football. Yeah, no doubt about that. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic, and then if they play in the spring, I mean, I guess conceivably you could play football and basketball in the spring, couldn't you? Could you? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you could, And but here's what kind of has to happen with that is, I mean, you know, you could have, like, say, a training camp for football or, uh, you know, starting in, you know, the first day of classes and basketball season is still ongoing. You probably have to hike up March Madness to make it February Madness to some extent. And then you could start the football season in, say, you know, early March or something like that. And then it kind of covers through the spring. But, um, again, what's that going to do for the NFL? What's it going to do for the NFL draft? I mean, you know, a lot of these players have those ambitions and they don't want to risk injury. And some of them need it to, to put themselves in a position to get drafted. Precisely. So it's just, uh, there's, uh, there's just so many unknowns. I don't, I don't think anybody likes where this is going because it's dangerous no matter what for a lot of different reasons and, and uh, not having any real grasp of how the situation is unfolding. It's really similar to where it was in March. It's just, uh, you know, it's probably even more nerve-wracking. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Doc, I, I know that uh, this week that coaches can start. It had been voluntary workouts up until this point. Uh, but as of, I think it was either July, it's either today or Wednesday, coaches can interact with players. Do you know when I was going to start to do that? I was thinking it was the 13th. That's okay. the mandatory workout start. So I don't know if they're going to start interacting this week um, individually, but I do know next week is when the mandate comes in. So, uh, But then again, who knows how many test positive mm-hmm. for, for COVID after 4th of July weekend. So, um, you know, you could see a half a team in a lot of places we have, you know, go down for that or at least quarantine. So, um you know, again, we just, I, I wish I could give you better, more direct No, nobody right knows. Now. It's just, it's, it's really crazy. Uh, and last thing for you, Doc, uh, you joined us last week on vacation. It was the day that your long piece on Alex Karras uh, posted. It's a terrific read. I highly encourage anybody that's a fan of Iowa, fan of football, uh, wants something to, to read. It's tr- It's really uh, well done. What was the feedback like, Doc? enjoyed it uh you know some people didn't really know about the you know the situation involving alex Karras and his uh you know and you know what he went through and and i think there's some people who really drew a parallel to some of the today's uh situations you know with whether it was uh you know ethnic uh uh kind of construed as almost hey this is similar to what we're dealing with now with the, the racial components at iowa and, and uh you know but also the handling of sports uh, of, of certain athletes, uh, you know, that Alex Karras probably was a fairly high maintenance. Uh, 
Really well done. Anything you want to tell us about what you're doing this week, or just surprise us? Yeah, today. Yeah, we were working on a, a series of uh, sports books, and so today we threw out some recommendations uh, at, at, on all the the levels: NFL, Major League Baseball, College Football, College Basketball, and and we recommended a, a book from you know one of our um, on our sports on our beats, and and I did that for both basketball and football, and then. Uh, Additionally, tomorrow I come out with a Q&A with David Bluter and Lisa Bluter about David Bluter's um, his, uh, novel, which deal, uh, details gambling, um, payoffs in the NCAA tournament, and, and a Mexican drug cartel. So Jeez. it's pretty fascinating. It's, it's a kind of a spy thriller, and, and so there's a Q&A with, the, with David Bluter and Lisa Bluter tomorrow going up on our site. We will look forward at The Athletic. Scott Dockerman joins us. Doc, uh, thank you as always. We will uh, talk to you next week. Appreciate it, Scott. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. Yeah, good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic here on Miller & Condon. Take a time out. Uh, we've been playing a lot of Eagles back into the show because yeah. of the fact that that was part of ESPN's programming last night and looking at the people shoulder to shoulder on the floor and having a good time. And it dawned on me, uh, what's Wells Fargo going to do this fall? Chris Conley's going to answer that question. He is the general manager over at the Iowa Event Center. He will join Trent and I next. He... Song they played. Oh, really? In the encore. Yeah, Another this kind one. of. Uh, this is Henley at his best. Desperado. We'll be back uh, with Chris Conley next. Miller and Condon till noon, 1460, KXNO, 106.3 FM. A Bill Reichart golf classic. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on Hi, right, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Final segment of the Monday program for Trent and I. Uh, Murph and Andy are in at two. The Fanatics at four. Right now, Chris Conley, it was during the Eagles, watching the Eagles last night on ESPN and seeing people shoulder to shoulder and having a ball at the fabulous forum. It dawned on me, how are we going to handle these things in our hometown? Let's go right to the source as the CEO of the Iowa Events Center. Uh, which includes, obviously, Wells Fargo. He's Chris Connolly's back with us. Hello, Chris, Trent, and Ken. Good to speak with you again. How have you been? 
Guys, good morning. Hope you had a great fourth. I did. Uh, just trying to get back into the swing of things on a Monday, but Absolutely. all good. Could have used another day, but uh, anyways, won't complain. Uh, as I said, uh, Chris, I was watching the Eagles last mm-hmm. night from the fabulous forum. It was taped in 2018. Just a terrific show. They've been here not too many years ago. It was phenomenal when it was here, and it uh, you know popped into my head as you know how are we going to handle this during these times. Uh, how will we handle concerts? Um, I mean, what have, what have you got in on the books, I guess, for this upcoming fall and into the winter regarding concerts, and how will those be handled? Yeah, Ken, it's a great question. I mean, you know, short of the events that are coming back online now, we have to be able to social distance, and there are some things that we can do. We actually, in a positive way, we have a big Nike youth basketball tournament for girls coming up in Hy-Vee Hall, and we're also using Wells starting this Thursday, and it goes three consecutive weekends in a row. It used to go to Chicago, but because of the space we have here and the level of the coronavirus in terms of positive cases is nowhere near it is in a bigger city, we have some opportunities, and that's great. So we're starting to dip our toes back in the water, so to speak, with events, and that's positive. You know, as far as an Eagles or an Elton John, and, you know, Elton John's still hanging out there. It's a postponed show that we're looking to reschedule. I think it's going to be hard in the next couple months to be able to put on a show um, in a normal case where you have 10, 11, 12, 13,000 people in Wells. You know, I just don't think it'll happen. And some of the shows that we have out there, Michael Buble has postponed and rescheduled for February. Um, Again, Elton is out there, and and it will be rescheduled. Uh, You know, again, in in 2020, Ken, I I don't know that we'll be able to host a show like that. I think we'll have some opportunities to potentially do some live acts, um, in the arena, you know, before the end of 2020. Um, but we'd have to sell those out of the jump to where we could be able to social distance. You know, some of those events that we're looking at where we think we can pull off is a WWE, a PBR, um, some commencements and some other activities. But to host a concert like we know it, I think it's going to be a while, you know, until at least we get a vaccine or something that can really help prevent or treat this thing right away. At this time, you're, of course, searching for anything, get revenue coming into the building, things like that. And, you know, the old adage when you're throwing things out and you got the whiteboard and you're trying to figure things out, there are no bad ideas. What was the worst idea, though, that you've heard to this point? <laughs> but what was the you worst? Know, <laughs> you know what, guys? It's so funny. We just got off a, a corporate call. And, you know, you're right. We're looking at everything. And one of the more popular things that, that we've been approached about and taking a look at is using our parking lot for a drive-in type concert, um, whether it's virtual or live or what have you. And, um, you know, Garth Brooks was one of the ideas that kind of got floated past us. And, you know, unfortunately, we took a pass on it. Financially, it just didn't didn't really make sense for us. There's a lot that goes into the production with the screens and sound and all that kind of stuff, and we just couldn't make it work. Um, which So that's something that sounded like a good idea, and a couple of our buildings did it, and it just didn't quite work out. I think something like that's more set for a drive-in-type theater where that setup is there, the infrastructure is there, and we don't have that. So a good idea to start, but it financially didn't work out great. You know, for us, we're looking at everything. We're looking at trying to utilize our parking lot. We are looking at some drive-in concepts, which I think would help. Um, you're out in the fresh air, open air. You are, we are able to social distance. Obviously, we're we're capped to a number of cars that we would have on our lot, but we're looking at that kind of stuff, but it's just simple stuff that's coming back online. And even the convention center, I mean, you guys know, we have a ton of space in our convention mm-hmm. center. So some of the meetings and trainings and dance competitions, you know, even the Nike basketball that I talked about, we're able to do that. 
But your big revenue generators, like your large concerts and stuff like that, unfortunately, guys, it's on hold for now. And it's kind of a shame because, you know, like anything else, it's fluid and it's unknown. And we're just trying to stay patient, you know, and take any opportunity that's out there. Mm. Uh, Chris Connolly from the Iowa Event Center is our guest. Chris, uh, I saw an announcement mid-June, the AHL Return to Play Committee. And there's some solid hockey minds on this list, one of which is Todd Fredrickson from the, Mm -hmm. uh, the president of the Iowa wild it's about a dozen uh guys i think that are on this list um anyways we just don't know we know the nhl is trying to get their schedule uh, their stanley cup playoffs in which would back everything up if if the nhl can't start until say christmas can the ahl conceivably start before that you know, Ken, I don't think so, you know, and that, that definitely be a better conversation to have with Todd. And, you know, you mentioned Todd and we're, we're lucky there, right guys? Because he spent a number of years working for the league itself. And then, you know, he popped in as our president of the Iowa wild and does a great job. And man, we're fortunate to have somebody like that, you know, at the table, so to speak. Right. But I don't think they can start much sooner because Kenny, you know, hockey, I mean, it's developmental. I mean, the guys down here, they're, they're playing to be able to move up and be able to support Minnesota. And if they start it much earlier, it really doesn't make a ton of sense. Could they start a bit earlier? That's possible, and I think they're looking at it. I think, you know, in reality, you're looking at probably the Wild and the Wolves hopefully starting sometime in December. You know, and I know we've talked about this before. It's not the worst-case scenario for us because we do have more dates available in May and June. So if that regular season got extended for both the AHL you know, and the G League, we'd be able to handle it. Of course, it's a bummer that it gets pushed out, but you know, by then, you know, hopefully, again, there's more medication to treat this thing, vaccine, what have you, and everybody feels good. I think we'd all agree, and same goes for the iCubs and minor league sports guys. We got to have fans. I mean, we, yeah. we can't. We don't have a TV deal, and it, it's you know, radio deal is very limited. There's not that money. You know, everything's the gate and advertising and all that good stuff. And you know, I've talked to Todd a lot. You know, in the last five six weeks, and he feels pretty confident that once we get going, we'll have our fans. We're looking at all possibilities. You know, and one is maybe it is your season ticket holders and your your half season plan holders to start, depending on what's going on. But I just don't think it's viable without fans. So on our end, we're crossing our fingers and we're hoping it happens. And I'll tell you right now, if you're telling me that they'll start hockey and basketball and even in mid-December, I'll take it with fans because we can get the season in. You know, So I'm hopeful. If that's the scenario we're looking at, I think that'd be a good one for all of us. Chris Connolly joining us from the Iowa Event Center. Of course, Chris, when we think about what you guys do, we think of Wells, we think about all the uh, events that come in there, the concerts and the games, but also the convention center. Now, Des Moines is not one of the bigger convention center cities in the country. It's not Miami. It's not Vegas. It's not a place like that. But there are plenty of businesses that come through there, and certainly the insurance side, a big piece of that too. Do you guys have anything on the books? And looking forward, even when we get through this and – 2021, 22, 23, whenever it turns out to be. What about conventions going forward and the thought process of bringing all these people together? What's the likelihood we see it at the same level we have in the past? You know, I think it's going to take some time, but I do think that's the sector of our business that we can get back sooner. You know, some of the bigger conventions and conferences that we've had out there that are scheduled in the next couple months, what we're seeing if it's on a national level, it makes it a little more difficult when you're talking travel and having people really coming in. When you're talking regional and in the state or in and around the state, um, those things haven't canceled and they're still happening. And because some things have moved around and some activities have postponed, 
it gives us more space. And there's a number of clients right now that we're working with, and we're trying to pull off these certain events that are already on the books in August, September, October. But to truly get back to where we were, and you're right, Trent, we're not on the level of a Chicago or Vegas or some of those bigger cities, but in recent years, man, our business has really taken a leap. And a lot of that has to do with the attached convention center hotel. You got 330 rooms that are right on top of us right now that we didn't have before. And then we use all the other hotels downtown. So we started bringing in some business more on a national level than we ever have before. And why is that? Des Moines is a great city. We all know it. We've seen it. It's very attractive. But then it comes down to cost. It more or less is easy to get into. We're in the middle of the country. You can drive in and out. You can fly in and out. And that's given us a advantage over some of these bigger cities. And we've done really, really well. Granted, I think it's going to take a couple months, maybe getting into 2021 to get back to where we were and even grow from there. But the good thing is, is having the space that we have, we are starting to get back to business. We are starting to have some things come back online, you know, and playing by the rules that are out out there now, we can social distance. Whereas an Elton John that has 13,000 people in the arena, we can't do something like that. So we're just happy to have the business back. And while I think it's going to be a little bit, I do think we'll get it back. Fingers crossed, Chris Conley. Great to catch up with you. We will uh, do so. And you uh, gave me an idea. I'm going to reach out to Todd Fredrickson. Uh, We'll pick his brain later on in the week. Uh, Thank you, Chris. Great to talk to you. Great to talk to you guys, too. Talk to you soon. Thank you. you. Indeed, you will. Chris Conley from the uh, Iowa Events Center in Wells Fargo Arena. Charlie Daniels. Passed away. Oh, really? Yeah, 83 years old. Country Music Hall of Famer. Just breaking on Twitter within the last, uh, well, since we started a conversation anyway with uh, with Chris. So there you have it. A basketball event coming to Des Moines for the next couple of weekends. Uh, hopefully everything goes well. I'm sure they'll do a terrific job over there. They'll take all the precautions that they possibly can and pull that off and cross our fingers and see where we go. What would it take for you to go to a concert? Full bore at Wells Fargo Arena. A, ne- a needle in my arm full that's of what vaccine? It, that's what it is. I mean, there's nothing else. I don't think so. That's going to do it. I understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Look, at everybody's got to make their own decision what yeah. they want to do, right? Uh, for the 60-plus, mm-hmm. I think we got to take a little bit more precautions. Yep. But anyways, uh, that that's where we are. <laughs> right. well, at least I am. Yeah. Uh, um, but Todd Fresh is going to be good because, you know, if the NHL can't come back until Christmas Day, I don't know how you can... You're not going to start end of October. No, but you, you won't know your team. Right, right. And guys that are right on the at that edge, that's can you imagine it. that? You're... Yeah, I might make the team. I might have to start off in Iowa. Do you want to, and an injury hits? Yeah, that would be absolutely awful. Yeah, a little bit earlier, sure, but yeah, it's going to be. Uh, there's still so many hurdles mm-hmm. out there, so much to to get into, and feels like we're on the precipice of having sports back and having mm-hmm. baseball. And then the weekend you mentioned, my twins, Miguel Sano. Why is it always any any kind of news seems to involve Miguel Sano or Buxton? <laughs> right, and and Buxton still wasn't at camp last mm-hmm. week. Nick Markakis has opted out of playing this year. David that. Price opted out of playing this year. Mm-hmm. Somebody else from the Braves did too, I think. Uh, name escapes me anyways. We'll, we'll see. Um, There's know, going to be that. Absolutely going to be there. The Major League Baseball testing right now is an unmitigated disaster. The Cardinals have canceled their workout for today. So maybe they're behind in testing. Uh, we, we, we just don't know. We do know that we're going to get a schedule. Uh, five o'clock our time. Major League Baseball is going to unveil it. MLB Network's going to unveil mm-hmm. it. I'm sure ESPN will uh, jump on board with their coverage right away after that. At least we'll have a schedule. Get into that. Yes. 
I'll be excited for it. I'll be. I, I will uh, too. I'll be making my way through W and Ellen series. <laughs> yeah, that's the, it, it's. I mean, we know the schedule. It's kind of like football when we talk about the lead up mm-hmm. to it. We just don't we know, know the, the order. opponents. We right. don't know the order, right? right. Exactly. And that's what this is too. You know, everybody you're going to play in the division. Everybody in the opposite league division. It's pretty simple there, but uh, it just the way it looks and to see is it going to be a lot more four game series even. You know, there was talk of five-game series to try to stretch it out, cut the travel down. Trent, that's the key is the travel. I mean, the mm-hmm. NHL is putting you in Edmonton, putting you in Toronto, and you're staying there. Right. NBA. Major League Baseball, that's NBA, it's putting you in Orlando, and you're staying there. It's not the case for MLB. That's what worries me. The NFL, do you see the players? Uh, they've they've uh, They've come out and said that all of their training camp meetings, and of course we've had a couple of preseason games, nobody cares about them anyways. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if we get that cut down to one before it's all said and done. I think you're right. But the meetings are all going to be virtual. They don't want to go in the meeting rooms. You know, you see on hard knocks. Yes, yeah. And the quarterback room is what you normally see. I mean, sure. that's, that's or the, the board, the big one when Gruden's at the front. Of, what, what did he do last year? Who's with me? Knock on, knock on wood. Is that what it was? Yeah. Knock if you hear me. Not give you, yeah, I think something, something like that. that. Anyways, yeah. those are going to be gone. Right. It's all going to be virtual. Which is probably makes the most sense. And we've talked about this scenario plays out quarterback rooms infected, and all of a sudden mm. you're playing your middle linebacker that happened to play in high school, right. or you're putting a wide receiver over there and you're, you're just wanting to run a wildcat because that could happen. But if you have even those individual position meetings, yeah. you have them virtually, you have the guys separated. It's probably the route that you're going to have to take. So that that we'll, Rutgers story today, though, oof. that was, I think, the most impactful they for They have not me. ruled out sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ivy League has gone through a spring football season. That was announced this morning. Rutgers is still very much touch and go, Trent. You're yeah. 100% right. Uh, and they hang what, it up. What do you do? What do you do? You go back to the drawing board schedule-wise. Uh-huh. All those schools that were scheduled to go there. Right. Wear your mask. Yeah. Do your part. If you want sports, I don't know. <laughs> and it's not just about you. No. It's, it's, it's about right. the other people. You may be asymptomatic. Yep. You might be walking around carrying it. It's not just about you. It's about, we live in a society. Mm-hmm. We're a society together. Mm-hmm. Let's work on this together. Remember at the beginning, we're, we're alone together. Remember that uh, yep. that was out there so much? Well, this is something we're, again, working through together. Let's get it done. All right, we will. Uh, we're done for the, the uh, for Monday. Thank you for being with us. Uh, we've got well, high school baseball changing tonight. Oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Dow- well, going to make some calls afterwards, but we'll not have Dowling Ankeny here tonight. Hopefully, a new game. I'll keep you abreast. Check out Twitter at KXNO or at Trent Condon. and I'll keep you up to date. All righty, we will do that. Murph and Andy will be in it too. The Fanatics at four. Morning rush tomorrow morning at six a.m. We're Miller and Condon weekdays ten to noon on fourteen sixty KXNO. And 106.3 FM.